hello welcome everybody uh welcome back this is our honorary first in-person episode of beer talks everybody's present in the same room Yay. i'm wearing headphones and it's weird i'm hearing doubles i took it off <laughs> <laughs> today we have addy and stan back at it again say hi stanley hi stanley say hello addy Hello, Eddie. And that's the end of our podcast. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> See you next week. See Cheers. You next week. Cheers. <laughs> we didn't even cheer. We didn't even have to drink yet. Oh my gosh. Today, uh, is, uh, this beer I've actually never had before. Same. Belgian Moon. Really? Mango wheat. Yeah, yeah. You never had this? Flavored had this. wheat beer. Yeah, so the reason why I really wanted to try this too is because I keep seeing billboards downtown that show Belgian Moon. And I'm just like, this looks really pretty. I feel like it might taste good too. Listen, the amount of bars around you, Addy, that yeah. serves this drink, ridiculous. Oh, really? You should like literally just go downstairs and like go to any bar. It smells and like five alive. It's so good. It's like juice. Anyway. Right, let me crack mine. Yes. Right, so... By tradition, I'm the only one pouring. Oh my god, it smells like candy! I know! I'm so excited. It's so good. It looks like... Tastes like candy. Yeah, I know, it's like, a, it's juice. I actually, so I've never actually had, uh, the, I think this kind, maybe? The mango wheat? Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't get the original. I saw mango and I'm like, I like mango, let's yeah. get mango wheat! <laughs> good call, good call. <laughs> so this it is... honestly looks like Five Alive. Yeah. Oh wow, it It's does. like a beer Five Alive. It's actually a really pretty color. It, it looks like a mango wheat beer. It smells like candy. I don't have a sweet tooth. Same. I like my steaks. I don't like my desserts. So. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys drink already? Yes. Oh, cheers. cheers. Oh, cheers. For the pretend first sip. Uh, clink. Well, this is my first sip. It's actual, actually mango-y. Yeah. I thought mango wheat was just like a type of wheat. I didn't realize it was actually like mango flavored. I don't know what that means to be like, I, no, yeah. I mean like, yes, it's mango flavor, but I don't know what mango wheat means. Right, right. But so this I'm, is, yeah, you're right. It tastes yeah. like mangoes. I looked up their website. So the description is a refreshing beer with ripe mango flavor and biscuity malt sweetness. Biscuity. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Like cracker biscuit or like Popeye's biscuit? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know those baby biscuits? Like those yeah, cookies? Yeah, like yeah. if you melt that in water and throw in a couple of slices of mango. That's what I'm imagining. That's do the you, imagery I have. Do you guys like it? I like it. I so like it. this is not what I think of normally when I think of beer. Mm. But this is a very good drink that I would just drink regularly, not as a beer. Mm. True. It's so surprisingly... Cause it's since it smells so sweet and fruity, I was expecting it to be sweet and fruity, mm -hmm. but but it's not. Yeah. yeah, it actually still has the beer characters of like the mm -hmm. bitterness and like the body, yeah, mm -hmm. and which was surprisingly unexpected. Yeah, well, I guess that's what surprises are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't think it's on my top, mm. but that's just because, you know. I don't drink like flavored beers. You Not know, that I, this is a flavored. Is this a flavored beer? It, well, it I mean, does like say ma mango wheat, right? Flavored wheat beer. It says. It says. On yeah. the oh, can well, itself. there it is. If based on our past beer experiences, I can I can label these like this. While it's very fruity, there's this refreshingness to it. So if this was a meal, mm -hmm. this would be like our salad. You know when you have like fruit in your salad? Fruit salad? This is like the appetizer, the salad. App so hold on, before we go further, the ingredients of this beer is first of all beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says beer and then mango puree. So it has mango oh, puree shit. in this. So before, you know, any of us go down too wrong with that. <laughs> Being like, oh yeah, this tastes, you know, it has mango puree in it. So nice. that's probably con what contributes to such a strong oh. mango flavor. Okay, I just want to say, I don't know if you guys feel weird about it, but being in the same room. So weird. So weird. I know. We're like, yeah. oh yeah, we're just in the same room now. Yeah. So for uh, listeners recording. that don't know, our past few episodes, we've been recorded um, over Discord because we couldn't meet in person. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. yeah pandemic reasons so this is our first episode irl in person at the same table yeah yeah i can actually see your movement so if mm -hmm. you're side-eyeing me if i see mm -hmm. something dumb i'll yeah. know it's true and i don't know i mean 
I, nice. I would like to think that the quality of the conversations would be better. I think so. Not that so. Maybe by a little bit. No, I, I think, think I think by to me at least. Well, I think we'll increase by many folds, just because I think like over over the internet, right? Like it's through work and stuff. I had to do uh, video conferences for the last I don't know two years, uh-huh. and I feel like that level of conversation is just different. You can't really connect, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I heard uh, from people who got new jobs. Uh, they base and they work in a team. And they basically don't have really any connections. Yeah. Like they don't care. It's yeah. so hard to build a relationship right, right, right. not in person. Yeah. Well, I guess true. I guess we knew. Good thing we knew each other before. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Would be, would be very much pretending. Yeah. Each other. yeah. Who are you? Who? Who? <laughs> what? Anyway, uh, main topic of the day is uh, it's all about Addy. Well, that, I'm just kidding. That was, <laughs> I guess. We're back. That was. <laughs> We've Round done that two. already. We've done that already. But uh, it was mostly her idea. And actually, I'll let her take over and kind of expand on what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so my idea for today's episode is talking about generation gaps. And, and I think one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is, especially over the pandemic and especially over the last few years with all the changes um, in, in my personal life and the lives of my friends, it's I, I am noticing... I guess, difference in views between generations. Um, And I think it's very interesting to talk about like, how do we communicate with, um, you know, our parents? How do we communicate with like youngsters that we know? I don't want to stereotype, but there is a generational difference, like how baby boomers talk to millennials and how millennials talk to Gen uh, Gen Z. So I thought that this would be a great topic to kind of explore. But isn't that always been a thing though? That's like the older generation is going to look down on the next one coming. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's the whole kind of get out of my lawn, you know? <laughs> and now it's basically our turn to be yeah. like all these Zoomers and their tiki takis and their, you know, uh, what do you call those? Uh, the spinners? Selfies? No, no, no. no. Oh, the, Fidget uh, spinners? Fidget spinners. Fidget spinners. <laughs> I was like, I don't think we're too, that old to not know what selfies are. <laughs> God, Chai. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm being hyperbolic. I'm just saying, I think it's like, um, it's almost like a routine where that the future generation, the, the generation after us is always going to suck. I feel like, you know, like we are so much better and we've got it so much worse than the next generation. You know, we're just trying to outbig the each other. But you know what? I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel the same way where um, we as millennials are kind of like shat on by mm-hmm. <laughs> by like Gen Xers. Because oh, yeah. they're, again, I think we touched on this before where they all just think that we're lazy and entitled mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then all the new kids coming up, they're just, oh my God, like millennials are like, you know, melodramatic and then like, <laughs> you know, uh... they're like over the top. And and I'm just like, wow, we're getting hated by like both sides. Rock on a hard place, right? I don't, I mean, I don't give a hoot about what these kids <laughs> are saying these days. Back like, in my day. That's yeah. exactly what they complain about. It's like, you millennials don't listen to us. You think you're better than us. So, right. But, <laughs> but we didn't we say that to the Gen Xers too? Where we're like, yo, you guys don't listen to our pains. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, you know what? Maybe, maybe like I'm just very from a very uh, selfish perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do feel like there, there's, as a general, yeah, you're right. There's probably that like dissonance between the generations. But yeah, I think yeah, there's also sure. like you know pockets of like respect, right? Mm-hmm. Like for at least at least for us, you know, we have like very respect, uh, varying respect for our parents and their generations of like, you know what, now that I, like I'm a little bit older, I can understand the hardship that they went through. Yeah, yeah It's a sure. different hardship than what we're going through today. For sure. Right, but like, I'm like, I get it. You know, back in the day, times were hard. You know, mm. not like, you know, carrying student debt, not being able to afford a house hard. No, it'd be right? like carrying your siblings to school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or right. having electricity hard. Like Going that, yeah. through a war hard. Yeah, yeah <laughs> different types of hard, yeah. right? Yeah. And then so now that now that I think I'm a little older and wiser, I'm like, I like, yeah, I get I get it, right? I get yeah. why my parents are the way they are. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And then so I think, you know, maybe maybe the younger generations, we see them as like, ah, like you don't under, you don't appreciate mm-hmm. it's just like a i don't know maybe an experience thing it is it is and i don't know about you guys but there are, there is i feel like there are certain topics that i find very hard to talk to my parents about just because times are different like 
the best conversation, especially for Chinese people. Talk about what it means to be non-heterosexual. Big topic. Big, big topic. Are we like, really just starting there, eh? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Opening like, the door, like, like bam. Because yeah. I feel like, and, and this is, we always say this, right? During our parents' time, people were so closeted. They never had to consider what it, like, oh, is it okay, quote unquote, okay to like, like boys, like boys, girls, like girls, that kind of, like, they don't understand this. So there are certain topics like that, that maybe it's harder for them to understand because they were never educated on it. And yeah. I feel like those are, you can kind of see the generation gap, not so much like I don't hate them or resent them for not understanding it the same way I do. But those are, I found that those are some like hard conversations to have. If, if a conversation to have at all. Exactly. If at all. Right. And it's, it's funny because I've had, I've attempted to have the conversation with my mom. Oh my God. Because I'm bi. But the thing is, I did not like acknowledge this until like university time. And after I got into my long-term relationship, I realized like, oh, actually I, I am attracted to females as well. And I tried to tell that to my mom, but a very common um, dismissal that I get from anyone, to be honest, is, oh, you've only like, ever dated guys, though. How do you know you're bi? And I'm like, mm, mm -hmm. well, you you know, because I find them attractive the same way I find guys attractive. But it, it, it was very dismissal. She's like dismissive. And she was just like, nah, you're not. You're not. It's OK. <laughs> and like, she doesn't acknowledge it. So I attempted to have that conversation. It kind of got nowhere. Mm. And, and I think it's just because she, she they don't understand what it means. It's they don't want to understand what it means. Yeah, I think right? that's part but of it. I think there's like a huge difference between being somebody who's willing to understand where is this person coming from and why mm. they feel the way they are or who, the, who they think they are is, you know, is different from my perspective mm. and just fully be like so... Um, like not open to the idea of be like you know what i i kind of see where you're coming from but that's not even the case like most yeah. of the times it's very much so of like nah it's just whatever you're saying is just bs and it's just i don't even validate what you're saying at all yeah and to me i don't even have a like when i know that that's the kind of conversation that i'm about to have with somebody older then why even bother Wasting my saliva, right? On, right. On, on, the, on the people who aren't going to listen. It's not a conversation. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, you're just trying to listen for something to disapprove of, of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And conversations are supposed to be two-way streets, at least respectable ones. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't, I, like, it's just, for my parents especially, like, it's just something that I joke about and they get, like, you know, triggered. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, it's funny to me. It's hilarious. <laughs> but Did you then, mess with them? Yeah, but then my my mom's like, don't even joke about that kind of stuff. I'm like, all right, gee, lighten up. Yeah. But you can't even say that even because then they'll just piss them off even more. Yeah. Right? It's like telling an angry person to just calm down. Right. And you're like, I am calm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, like, that's, a, that's, that's such a huge topic in, in these generational gaps. Too. I think so. I think like... I think I'm in a very weird place where I, while I agree with both of you, I, I stand in a very uh, unique perspective of um, understanding, like, I think you're right, especially our parents being from the culture that they came from, right? Like from a very conservative culture in Asia and like, you know, I think the value that they were raised on, I think it's not so much that they don't want to have this conversation. It's just all their life, anything that has anything else to do with them surviving and thriving in their own life and the life of their immediate family they just discount because they're like in their head at least and this is how i see it right they're just like i don't have time for this like nobody cares if you're gay straight bisexual like who you like nobody cares all i care about is you having a family both of you having income making buck so then you guys have financial stability because that's what they had to do you know, and I feel like while my mom never explicitly said this to me, mm -hmm. I did read some, um, there was like some, some papers published a while ago. I forgot what it's called, but um, they, they had talked about the experiences of um, Asian American Gen Xers mm -hmm. in North America. And, you know, their perspective is vastly different than Gen Xers in, for example, like China, Taiwan, or like the Philippines. And they dived into why that is the difference, right? Mm -hmm. And I find that so interesting because 
um, after, so, you know, I think coming out to my mom was definitely one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life, mm-hmm. right? And then, so, it wasn't like a, you know, hey, mom, I'm bi, like, I will, you know, I'm, like, dating a girl, so, like, we can all pretend that it's okay, mm-hmm, you yeah. know? No, but it's, like, a, a hard reality check of, like, hey, you know, like, this is my life, mm-hmm. right? And then, so, she very much, like, what Addy said it was kind of like a denial like no this isn't happening nope 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 like (laughs) everything's fine (laughs) and that was like that was like that for a long while but then I think now that you know um my mom's also getting older and I think that you know she's kind of like learning to let go of the old mentality of survival Um, and more so just like you know hey I I'm able to live you know i'm able to enjoy life if it's sunny outside i can go out for a walk and not have to be scared that you know i'm not gonna have money for dinner Mm -hmm. um she's starting to like kind of come across as like okay like you know this is everybody has a different life everybody has different opinions and then so from that perspective i think you know it's they they get they they get to see the world in more of a different light right and then so i think it's just the ability of being able to kind of leave that survival in the past and again this is specifically i think Mm -hmm. for gen xers Mm -hmm. where for us millennials survivals were again very privileged in that way we don't have to think about survival in that way right we think about more like you know how do i develop myself you know we're more me centric for sure Mm -hmm. and then it's like how do i improve me so then you know people around me can also benefit from these improvements mm-hmm. yes. right so it's not like all just me but you know so how do i work on myself so then people around me can also benefit from that yeah, right? yeah i guess it's just like you know the level of concern kind of thing yeah like yeah. the hierarchy of you know yeah it's true uh it, it wasn't really a part of like a, ma- a major part of yeah you know, when you're so caught up on trying to just survive yeah, yeah. exactly right? just yeah. trying to hey, am I going to be able to put food in my plate? You know, kind yeah. of thing. Like, so I think for uh, at least at least people in our, our parent generations, they, uh, it, it's, I think it varies from person to person, mm-hmm. but it depends on if they have the opportunity to kind of leave that survival mentality mm-hmm. and then transition into more of a me, like what is it for me mentality, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think it's so different. I think um, in the ch- there's a Chinese proverb where it basically says there's five levels of your life. And the first level is you take care of yourself, then your family, then your country, then the world, yeah. and then the greater good. So in, in the Chinese tradition, it's if you can't survive, don't even bother having a family. Yeah, yeah, you need yeah. to survive first. And then mm. if you can survive, then you think about having a family. And if your family is not good there's absolutely nothing you can contribute to the country. So it, there, there's like steps of mm, the way to do mm, it. Yeah. So I think that is, I, I feel like very similar to what Stan said, like it's ingrained in our parents. So they, like you said, they think of their survival first mm-hmm. and they can't think of the greater good because they're like, I need to focus on this first. If I, if I don't survive, there is no greater good. Right. And if you think about it, yeah. this is why mental health was never a thing in their generation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like my mom heard <laughs> So, you know, now nowadays everywhere, every workplace, it's like, you know, hey, instead of actually adjusting your work hours, here's a mental health seminar that you should take to help your mental health, you know? And then so my, when I told my mom this, my mom was like, what the hell is mental health seminar? She literally laughed in my face. And I'm like, oh mom, gosh. no, this is like a thing that we're trying to do now. Yeah. And then she thought it was so funny, but, you know, it's just something that they never had to consider. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know? There are other things that, yeah, there's definitely... Uh, higher priorities in their list yeah as to what really takes up you know most of their attention and their time yeah, yeah. like is something wrong with you inside your head just i don't go, got time for that yeah i gotta go no. tend to go the to rice fields yeah, yeah go to work yeah i gotta go milk the cows <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Given, given our parents aren't that old but yeah, i mean yeah, you yeah. know i'm sure they've experienced hardships too like mm. in their, definitely in their younger years right so i guess besides like for example sexual orientation or stuff like that like do you guys ha- find specific topics that it's hard to just talk to your parents about because I'm sure like we'll have like a whole nother section where we like talk about how we communicate to like you know folks up and coming folks right, right. up and coming, up and coming. But, retirees yeah 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 <laughs> um, but I, I definitely for sure have a hard time talking to my parents generation in general mm-hmm. about like money it's so weird talking really? to them about money 
my mom besides because my mom's very open about like money but like talking to anybody in that generation about money is super weird as in like how you manage it or how you make it like anything it's just like they uh nobody asks any like nobody asks each other like how much are you making um how do you manage your money are you doing investments like everybody just assumes that you know what to do with your money interesting and i'm like that's that's nuts right 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 i don't know if you guys have the same experience i don't talk to my parents <laughs> okay okay i'm okay, kidding maybe maybe that's that's okay. where we should start no, no, no okay well right. why don't you talk to your parents no i do i do it's just uh my parents have really ingrained it in us that we are not friends and that's not a as, as in like not, they are authority exactly like it's there we're never going to be on the level that you can call us your friends right like we will always be your parents and we will always have your respect no matter what and to some people that might be like yo that's kind of messed up you know respect yeah. is earned but how they were raised and how they grew up honestly like i don't have any problems with it it right. might it might skew and it might grind some people's gears that you know that grew up with parents that aren't as good as mine and my parents are like you know over the top pearly gates like access like vips right, no right, joke right, like right. just as a human being they're up there and that kind of relationship that they uh built with us their kids um is very much like you know like even calling my dad like yo man like is everything okay like he would be pissed like he would be like don't call me man i have a name you know what like, me like, too right. i guess i guess now that you put it that way like i I think I'm more on the level of like friendship with my parents because uh. I can talk to my parents about like anything I choose to. Mm. It's just some things I don't because mm. I feel weird talking to them about it, right? But like I can never go up to my mom and be like, "Yo, girl." <laughs> weird. Right. My cousin, though their parents are younger, they would like, they're like buddy buddies to their parents. Mm. They're like they would say like, "Mom's be like in front of their mom," you know, "Quit be a little bitch, mom." <gasps> like, okay, like I'm sure like. As like jokingly, like trying to be like a valley I girl. Like yeah, I, know, I can't even say that word around. Yeah, them. for sure. Right, exactly. Same. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like it's it's kind of to me it's like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's definitely really weird. And they grew up here. You know, mm -hmm. they were born here in Canada and they grew up here. And I guess that's just their culture. And their parents are just like, you know, like kind of like brushing it off, like right. whatever. So like so like do you like not talk to your parents about anything like what do you talk to your parents about because you, you, you just must have conversations we do we do but it's not very it's, it's never a conversation that i would have with friends like the conversation i would do with you guys like if they would listen to this podcast they would be hella surprised really yeah, as to like the things so what do they so like okay it's like another maybe like off topic a little bit what is their perception of you like if if i were to go to your yeah. parents today and be like hello mr and mrs um describe to me your son, Jonathan. Oh, they would probably say, oh, he likes music. Uh, he likes to cook. Um, he's uh, looking for a full-time office job. <laughs> so, like, like very, like, like, surface level stuff. Precisely. And then, yeah. do, is it is it because they don't want to know more about you? Or is it because they want to keep that, like, barrier? It's not just on them, too. Like, I don't talk about right. it to them, right? Like, right. It's, like, it's not fair to just be like, oh, your parents have no interest in you. No, no, yeah, right. and that's what I mean, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's because no, like, it's it, intentional or... Right, but again, that's because... One, I, you know, when you, when you talk about something to your parents and they will tell you some kind of like proverbial, right? Uh, really? like, it's everything's a lesson. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you are, you've heard this before, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> like too many times. And now we're at the age where we're like, we're okay to hear that again and again. And, and you know what? You're like, oh, that's a nice reminder. Yeah. You know, even though it irks you a little bit, you know, like I've heard this already. <laughs> yeah. Like tell me something I don't know, you know, like. So, for me, I just, I know that that's going to be the reply. So, I'm just like, you know what? Let's just not have that conversation. Like, for example, like, if, let's say, I'm going through, like, a heartbreak. Like, it's very alien to me to talk to, your parents talk to my parents. To even bring up, like, uh, I'm having a bad time in my relationship. Oh. Like, I remember in my, like, my very last breakup, um, it was so alien to me to... Um, just, I mean, obviously I was devastated sure. and like my parents just, oh, my mom, she just saw me and she's like, you know, what's wrong? And I'm just like, I just broke up with so-and-so. And the thing that, the first thing that she says is like, why would you do that? Guys don't, you know, uh, have emotion. Well, basically. <laughs> wow. Right? It's like, okay. you know, 
it's not very gentleman of you to do that kind of thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Which, in her perspective, like, based on her own timeline, right? Like, it's, you know, guys aren't supposed to be the emotional ones. Mm. And you have a sister, right? I do, yeah. Does your sister talk to your parents about anything? No. Like, oh, wow, not okay. In that, not in that level. So, like... Like, if we're sad, um, my parents will see us sad, and they will know that we're sad and stuff, but... I don't, I don't know, but I, I can, I think that the first thing that comes to their mind is to just leave them alone. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, hey, let's try to figure this out together. Right. Right. Like, it's never like that. Mm-hmm. And I, for the record, again, this isn't me having a miserable childhood. Or no, no, this is, right? I think, just your family dynamic. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I think I can relate to that a little bit because, like, my parents are the same. Like, they will never ask me if I'm sad, but they will know that I'm sad. Right. If right? there's something wrong. Right? right. And then, so, I think my relationship with my parents is, like, Normally, because so the thing with my family is like I we like my entire immediate family. So I have my parents, myself and my older brother. All four of us live on like separate countries. <laughs> right. So like we don't see each other ever as a family unit. It's honestly such a rare occurrence. So we're even in the same household, even in the same country. Mm. It's it's like like a thing to celebrate. So then normally my my mom or like my dad, they would wait for me to tell them I am upset. Yeah. Yeah, because they will not approach me themselves. But then, do you guys have a healthy conversation about it? With my dad, no, because right. he doesn't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. So I don't approach him with sadness. I usually just go to him and say, "Hey, this is these are my accomplishments, <laughs> right?" So that I can like, I think, put him at ease to be like, "Hey, dad, I'm doing okay. Like, I'm not starving. I'm not dying. You know, like, <laughs> thanks for your like." lessons in my upbringing mm-hmm. and all of that stuff mm-hmm. right but my mom i think very much like your parents everything's a lesson yeah exactly. A- every like i know if i go to my mom with any sort of just like any problem that you bring up yeah they'll be like no this is this is a lesson from you for okay. you from god if it's not meant to be then it's just not yeah meant to be. yeah 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 it's like so in chinese it's like it's the circle right it's yeah. the yuan right it's like oh you know it's just your path is just not a full circle it's okay son <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, and like I know what you'll say, but like right. I guess I guess you're right. We are at that age where it's like you know, it's it's like it's comforting to just exactly, get reminded. Exactly, we can identify the intention, right? Yeah, and, yeah. But like growing up with that, it's like oh god, mom, enough know, with the circle. Right? That's funny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're like you talk about something else, and they would put it somehow related back to that circle. Let's say. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, You're like oh, here we go again. That kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I don't know. I never entertained it. What about you, Eddie? I- I had a very interesting, I had a, I have a very close relationship with my mom. My dad, not so much. Like he's like dad's kind of, it's very similar to Stan. I'd go to him and be like, oh, I'm accomplished. I have these accomplishments. And he'd be like, oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom, we're like best friends. We talk about, she, uh, basically I talk to her about everything. Mm. Minus sex life. Um, (laughs) Other than that, like honestly everything. And I think this is, um, I guess a personality that I cultivated growing up is she knows I'm very opinionated. She can try to teach me a lesson. And if I like it, I'll listen. If I don't, I don't. Like she knows that about me. And the, she has fully admitted to me that it is a blessing that over the years as I grew up, she learned that I am smart enough to think for myself and formulate my own opinions. So whenever I talk to her, as I got older, by the time I, I'm in high school, um, I think when I started making choices about university and like career, she was already at the point where she understood the type of person I am, where she knows anything I tell her. I've probably already thought about it. I've probably already analyzed every possible outcome, every possible method to get there. So by the time I tell her, she's she's like, I know you already did your work and wait, what you're telling me is already your best course of action mm. so she just simply trusts me right she believes in your yeah, ability to make choices my ability. Yeah. yeah and she has admitted to me she's like if you were if you had shown signs that you're an idiot and that you are dumb i would be more concerned and i'd give you more life lessons but luckily you have made enough right choices along the way as you were growing up that i just learned to trust you so she has fully told me i was like mom why do you trust me she's like well I can tell you're not an idiot. Yeah. By the time you were in high school, you made real right choices, good choices. So I just it. trusted yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I cultivated that relationship with my mom and she just now trusts me. So I'm able to tell her most things, even with money. Like she'll ask me what to do with money. Um, I think the only things that I can't talk to her about is um, why I don't have kids and why I'm not married. Uh... <laughs> That's one thing, no matter what, 
I feel like any of like my uncles and aunties, they just don't understand. That's so funny because I think all three of us lean towards either either very like authoritarian parents mm -hmm. or like friendship parents. But yeah. like, do you know anybody with like overprotective parents? Mm. You know, like my sister. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you guys have different parents? But <laughs> oh, no, sorry, my sister as a parent. Ah. She's overprotective. Well, I w I poke fun of her so much and exposed her to my brother-in-law that like she then realizes she's like, oh yeah, because then like my niece, um, she she's starting to learn how, how to ride the bike, right? Mm -hmm. And this child is on like a SWAT uniform, you know, like full on. <laughs> Like helmet, like every gloves, like knees, elbow pads, elbows. knees pads, shin pads. Like this girl Whoa. looks like ready to def defuse a bomb. Wow. And I'm just, wow. and I, I told my sister, so I came over and I told my sister, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like when we were kids, we would ride the bike, no helmet, nothing. And we would be on like, uh, on those, um, bicycles that have like the side, uh, sidecar attachment. And I'd be on the sidecar and she would be like tilting the entire bike. So like we're on an angle. So it's just on the bike itself. Oh my God. And we would just be rolling around. How can you be putting your child in, in, a, in a, such a bubble? And she's like, yeah, but that was us. And I'm like, what is this now? And then my- So why does she turn out this way when your parents are so like nonchalant? Right, I know. And that's why she knows that when I put her on blast about that stuff, she's like, okay, fine. Let's- let, she doesn't need the shin pads. <laughs> <laughs> she takes off the outer layer of the exactly, shin pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't need to be triple ply. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. But, well, now, she's a lot more lax now. I would like to think, because mm -hmm. I keep just, I just keep putting her on blast about, because we used to play when we were, like, on my niece's age now, yeah, yeah. like, together. And I would always remind her, she's like, I don't remember this. I'm like, I know you don't. That's why you're doing something else to my niece. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you gotta relax. I think I know, I'm not going to name who, but I know um, I have friends whose mom was a mixture of super protective and authoritative. So to this day, like they're in their late 20s, early 30s, the mom will still be like, oh, mom, you look really stressed. What are you, are you okay? Like, what's up? She'll still be like, it's okay, children, you won't understand. <gasps> She'll still say that. And then growing up, she was super protective to the point where it's like, um, for example, she didn't let my friend play basketball because she's like, oh, you have to wake up so early. You can get injured when you play basketball. Don't join the team, even though she loved basketball. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's like, same thing with the with her son. It was the same thing like, oh, you shouldn't join sports because you can get injured. Go go play the piano, go, go play the violin. It's safer to sit at home and like learn music. It's so hypocritical, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, she's super protective. And like, I remember having a conversation. I knew who exactly who you're talking about <laughs> as you were, t anyway, sorry. Yeah, and then like, she's she's also super protective in like, I remember going over for dinner once and we were, you know, talking and then it was, I think it was during university and I, cause I, I've worked since I was 15 guys. Like I've always had a job, part-time, whatever. You're a child laborer, yeah. Yeah, I was always a child laborer. Yeah. So, I remember mentioning like, oh, you know, I, on weekends I have to go work. And this auntie had said to me, she's like, oh, really? Hmm. Uh, I, we're well off enough that I don't want my kids to work and I want them to just focus on school. I don't want to distract them. Yeah. Like she's that protective of yeah, her yeah, kids. Yeah. And that, But at the same time, when the kids, you know, want to make an opinion, you know, want to rebel and be like, oh, but mom, I'm really interested in X, Y, Z. She'd be like, no, no, mom knows better. So yeah. yeah, I've seen that kind of parenting where she's like super protective, very authoritative. And I don't think, I mean, luckily these friends of mine, they turned out well, but I can I can totally imagine like kids being totally repressed by this, right? Um, but yeah, there are very deferring parenting styles that I've seen. But are, are we still on topic? Yeah, so I was I, I was actually just gonna say like at risk of just turning this entire episode into talking just about our parents. I know, I was right? Because I think like I, I think like you know when when people think generally about like generation gaps and stuff mm -hmm. like that, like it's just it's just very easy to point into like one like because I think we cover like multiples of topics, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know we're we're only again just talking about our experiences with Asian backgrounds because I definitely know you know uh, my non-asian friend like not my non-east asian friends yeah, yeah, growing yeah. up with very different values and right, very right, different right. like types of dynamics at home right with their parents and especially with their grandparents as well mm. and so it, especially if they live kind of in like a multi-generation 
household uh-huh. where they have like grandparents, grand、uh, parents themselves, and then potentially like you know siblings, kids, or nieces and nephews, right? Right. right, right. So、yes. like I think it's very very、um, interesting to kind of have this conversation from a very specific. I think. At least in terms of us, three very specific point of view. Yeah. Right. And well, I think it's the quickest example that we could think of too.、Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, if if anyone listening has other examples of you know how they interact with like you know like older generations and stuff like that,、uh, you know, let us know.、Yeah. Um, but I I do actually want to ask you because you know this irks me, not irks me, <laughs> grinds your gears. This hurts me、uh. more so than it irks me.、Uh, when when I talk to like younger kids. About stuff, cause、mm-hmm. I all of a sudden feel very like obsolete.、Mm-hmm. Like I feel very like outdated, and I never <laughs> thought that this is something that would bother me ever. Honestly, I I was always like, you know what? I think my mentality is always gonna be hip enough that I'll always kind of know what the newest thing is. So、yeah. like, it's never gonna bother me. You just gotta know how to floss, right? <laughs> I'm not talking about. The、yeah, dental hygiene. Yeah, you should also know how to do that. But yes. you know,、yeah. guys, that was like two years ago. You're already right.、Okay. Yeah, like <laughs> I was, I was literally having a conversation today, and I was like, I I didn't know who, Be- what's her name, Bella Porch. Oh.、Uh... Like that very 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 famous. Right. Person on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I le- legit did not know who she was until like I don't know, a couple months ago. I didn't even know、oh, what TikTok was. was. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know what TikTok was honestly until yeah, like a yeah, couple yeah. months ago.、Right. And I feel I just feel like I'm ancient, you know, because、uh, yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys had the chance to interact with like very young, people. like so in my in my opinion, young is like seventeen, eighteen,、uh, you know, fresh university. Because、uh, as part of my job, I. Had used to have to hire、uh, co-op students, right? Yeah, yeah, co-op yeah, students yeah. obviously range from 17 to 22, depending、yeah. on what year of university they're in.、Yeah. So sometimes we、uh, we would hire like you know first years. So、uh. sometimes they'd be like 17, 18, and、um, yeah, we ended up hiring this like 18 year old, and she came in. She was great, very like ambitious, like very like hippity hoppity, like you know <laughs> I want to do everything, you know, like please teach me. And then we're like, yeah, that's great, that's great work ethic, you know. And then one day she like messages me on.、Um, Uh, messenger or like whatever、uh, office Skype because、yeah, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. time、um, Microsoft Office wasn't a thing yet. Right, right, right. God, and then,、uh, <laughs> I know it's like oh god, yeah, like, Notepad, yeah, yeah, Notepad.、Uh, anyway, so she she messages me and then we like have a conversation. She she all of a sudden goes D K M M M M. I was like,、mm. what? That's right. And then, like immediately, I felt like I was a hundred. Oh my god. Because this is my mom's reaction when I first type LOL to her. <laughs> You don't know what DKMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMM
You should have told him, bro, you're cringe. Like, and then spam up. him with laughing crying emojis. No, because like I, I think at that moment in time I was so sad that I like oh I've fallen God. out of the popular norm. <laughs> I was just like, oh okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny. I actually looked this up on Business Insider. They listed kind of differences between millennials and Gen Zers. I'm yeah. saying Z. I'm not saying Z because we're Canadian. Gen Zers, yeah. So Gen, Gen Zers. Yeah. Uh, one of the things is they're the first generation to be entirely digital focused. Right. They oh, grew true. up right, right, completely right. like engrossed into it already. Yeah. We are older than the internet. Yeah, we're older than the internet. So like th that completely tracks for me. Um, and, but another thing that when I interact with youngsters. Uh, the thing <laughs> youngsters. <laughs> when I interact Grandma. with children, <laughs> one thing. <laughs> Grandma Huang remembers back in the old days. Say something other than youngsters. Good lord, children. We're not even like fifty. <laughs> but yeah, one thing is, um, a colleague of mine, his son's like maybe twelve, gave him grief for wearing slides without socks. Uh, and I sorry, what are slides? So you know those slippers, like you know those Adidas. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. That like slides. athletes wear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I grew up. If you wear sandals, and if you're not in Asia, you wear sandals without socks. Yeah. Yes. And you and slides are essentially sandals. So I've never worn those with socks. But then apparently, his 12-year-old gave him grief and was like, Dad, you can't walk out like that. That's embarrassing. He's <gasps> 12. Who cares? Yeah. I'm here so to they, embarrass you. They know better. They know Whatever, better. Bro. So now this 42-year-old lawyer <laughs> walks out in slides with his freaking socks on. And he's like, this is the only way you can walk out of the house. Shoot. I'm like, what? Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, right. This is actually nuts. Like to think of, like to think that you know, there, there's a whole generation of children growing up that will completely mm -hmm. change the way that we see the world, like what is popular culture and what the world is. You know, and you're right. Like my, so my nephews, they they've had their hands on like an iPhone and an iPod since yeah, they were like, like literally babies, up. Yeah, like yeah. two years old, and then they've been there like swiping left and right. Yeah, on they know brothers. how to swipe, yeah. and they yeah. know, yeah, right? Yeah. And then I'm just like. How do you know how to do this? And then they're just like, they don't even think about it. It's like second nature to them. Yeah, it's intuitive. Yep. Like they're just doing it themselves. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's crazy to me. I, mm -hmm. we, we still have to learn. Yeah. Same, right? same. Like tickety talks was new to me. Like until two months ago. <laughs> when, yeah. uh, when I first hopped on TikTok, so I've never made a video on it, yeah. but I do know people who have made videos on this. <laughs> and then I remember, I remember at the, at the very beginnings of video making days, it's like, how do you edit on this stupid app? I do not understand, right? And it'll take it'll take like hours just for like a 10 second video. Yeah. And while like, you know, younger younger kids will be like, oh yeah, like you just do this in like, you know, five seconds and it's yep. done. Yep. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. how you cut the video. This is how you add text. Do you want them to read the text for you? This is what you do, like everything. Yeah. Oh, you want to add transitions? You want to add effects? They do it like within a few minutes, they can edit this. And I'm like, it's how gonna- How do you know this? Yeah, like this is taking you, me an you hour. You speak like these is all like new technology. Well, to me it is. <laughs> God damn. No, I'm just saying. For our old ass. I yeah. think it's because. Listen, they... listen. Show me how to use an Excel spreadsheet, and I'll oh, and I'll do a TikTok yo, for you. Facts, right? For real. <laughs> like, show me those formulas. Show me, a, show me a proper pivot table, and yo. I will show you a proper TikTok. <laughs> Easy. Talk yeah. to me then. I mean, I'm getting yeah. defensive. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny though because although we say this, um, according to this Business Insider article. Um, apparently, as millennials, we are more self-centric and idealistic. So while we're self-centered, we always believe in the greater good. We want to do something to change the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. But make an impact. But then Gen Zers, they are more pragmatic, practical, and realistic. All about self-actualization. Yes, yes. But then our, our next generation, apparently it's like, they're more practical, pragmatic, realistic. They're like, I'm not going to change the world, but I'm going to do my part to do, you know, whatever for my life. And they're uh, like more realistic about things. So I read it and I'm like, am I not realistic? Am I, am nah, I a dreamer? Yeah, that's right. We're dreamers. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I could definitely yeah. attest to that. Yeah, me too. I, I think as much as I would like, so like I, I try to live my life as if I'm not, mm. but I definitely do it. Cause like, you know, if you, if you don't have expectations, you can't, ego? Cause if you don't have expectations, you can't fail, right? right, but right, right. Is, okay, calm down, Mary Jane. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Do you want to hear what I used to say in undergrad, which tell me, is tell me. completely obnoxious? 
uh, a good friend of mine and I, we used to say like, we don't have dreams because we know we can achieve it. So it's not a dream. Oh, wow. yeah. Yo, Damn so obnoxious. Yo, is your head, are you like a hot air balloon? Because your head needs to come down. <laughs> no, <laughs> like... no, seriously. That's what I used to say. Because like, again, being the nerd, I've never gotten a grade lower than like a B plus, right? So I'm like, people are stressing about, oh, I need, I need to get an A to get a certain average, like GPA, whatever. I'm just like, yeah, I don't need to, I don't need to, it's not a dream for me. It's just, it's just practical. Okay. It's, just, it's happening. Calm yeah. down. So Relax, that's what I shot. used to say. No, but it's okay. And then I went to law school and that put me in my place. <laughs> uh, right. It was like. Anyway, speaking of generational things, you know who I feel bad for are the ones in between uh, Gen Zs, uh, Zoomers, and Millennials. The mm. one I think it's like 93 to 96, I think. Yes. Something like that. Or 94 to 96. Yeah. And they're, they they missed both boats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of, one of my really good friends, actually, I always poke fun of him. And I'm like, bro, you're a Zoomer. And he's like, no man, and I'm like, yeah, you are. You like, you eat Tide Pods and stuff, you know. Like that's that's your thing. He's like, no, 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 I'm a millennial. No, you're not. I'm like, no, you're not. You you weren't. You like when you were born, you didn't need to listen to like the internet connecting. <laughs> Did yeah. you hear the screech? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the noises and the screeching. Like people could, you know, we had to leave the phone if somebody picked up the phone when you're in the internet. Like you're like you you never experienced that. That's and true. he's like, no, dude. And I'm like, bro, you have fidget spinners collections. <laughs> he's like, no. You never have to replace the film on a fax machine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. He's like, Yo. your teacher never rolled in the classroom with like the, you know, the TV on wheels. And an, an entire, an entire millennial just like got their core memory unlocked. And they're like, oh God. Yep, yep. <laughs> For real, man. Like, the, you know. The- a projector. That's right, the projector with the projectors. The, uh, forget PowerPoints. What are PowerPoints? I went through high school with projectors and the, the clear, teacher, the clear sheets. Clear they have sheets. to change it. Yeah, man. Oh, and then I, the overlays. The good yeah, teachers do the overlays. Yeah, do the overlays. You have your teachers are overlays. Yeah, Yo, totally. So it's like two of because it's clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? You, do, you do one on top of the That's other. Right, so right. it looks like they're moving. Yes. Yo. So the graphs are moving, <laughs> and then you and you <laughs> see the equilibrium meeting. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, my history teacher. That's how. That's how I learned about the Battle of 1812. He had. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He had the first one. He's like, "This is the landscape." And look, then we came in with the tanks. That's do, do, sick. Do, 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 do. And he overlaid it. And he's like, and "Then we dropped bombs." And he overlaid another one with the bomb coming down. It's like it was great. It's like our kind of gifs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, predict, like protect your pre-gifs. Right? Oh my god. Oh sorry, GIF. GIF. I just don't want to trigger people. GIF, GIF, GIF. I, I'm on both boats. You know what? They, they know what we're talking right. about. I'm yeah. on both boats anyway. Cool. The, the moving pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they created moving pictures. The best yeah. thing I could, my teacher did was just use a marker on the acrylic mm. and then he just wipes it off. Mm. And then true, like, true, he true. makes like important points. Anyway, moving on. Mo- yeah, so, moving on. So, in preparation for this episode, I actually did a little bit of research and um, again, because. <laughs> Business Insider has a lot of articles that talks about millennials, apparently. There's this one article that I found where they listed five ways that uh, millennials differ from our parents' generation. So I want to go through this list, and then for each point, we can talk about whether or not we agree with this. Okay, hold on. But before we circle yeah. on this, I know you did a lot of research, so I do want to get into yes. this. Is, is Business Insider referring to millennials, everyone that's not them? Because I have I, mm-hmm. I I have a problem with like older generations referring to anybody that's not their generation, so right. not uh, boomers, right. as millennials. Because I'm like, no, 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 no. they're like, okay, my my little nephew who's like ten, he's yeah. a millennial. I'm like, no, he's not a millennial. Not that I don't want to associate with him, <laughs> but like, let's be realistic. We are from different generations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so business insiders say that millennials are those born between 1980. To 1995 it differs some say 95 some say 96 yeah, yeah, but yeah. in general those 15 odd years okay so and then they have another article that talks about gen zers so i think that's why they actually differentiated oh, okay. cool, it cool, 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 cool. so for the ones about millennials so our generation versus our parents the first point they say is we like to live in uh urban centers versus our parents who like the suburbs they like land they like to be mm. away from the city do you do you, do you fake do, news do you feel like no no, I'm a I'm a burb, suburban kid. You're a burb kid, yeah. Three. All I even grew up a little. Well, I spent a lot of about like two years of my gro- uh, grade eight till yeah. high school here in Toronto. And you didn't like it. And like coming back here now, I'm like yeah. sheesh. 
I don't think I could do it. And I think that's kind of this actually brings me back to my earlier point. Like if when I was like 20 something, just out of school, working full time, I want to live in the city because that's where that's where like you know my work is. That's where like all this happenings was right. right? Like I yeah, want to yeah, be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But now I don't want to be in the city. Freaking like I don't want like fire like fire trucks going down my street Ambulance at two in the morning. Are you kidding me? Celebrating like if yeah. Raptors won. Like shit, yeah, I, I, know, I don't tomorrow. Yeah, I don't yeah. need any of this. I want to be in the suburbs where like my neighbors are quiet. <laughs> <laughs> like I have concrete walls, my neighbors are quiet. I have a backyard. Yeah. 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 See, so it's not it's not that. I mean Yeah. I, I think maybe am I the no I'm not even the youngest one out of us three, but I, I think I still feel a little bit of that. I do I would say it probably until unless I have kids, I still like the urban center right now. Like I like, you know, the diversity. I like I like um, the entertainment that I'm surrounded by, like everything's walking. I, I, right. I like living downtown, but I feel like in the next few years, I'm gonna want to move out. Uh, so I wonder, yeah. I wonder at which point in time that they're talking about in this article, mm-hmm. right? Is it like you know, uh, like millennial versus Gen Xers in their twenties? Because like I don't know if I my parents so. wanted yeah. to live in the suburbs in their twenties, uh, right? I'm sure they also want to be close to work because they don't want to, mm-hmm. they don't want to like commute an hour into work right like right. who, who wants that True. so yeah i think the article is just comparing in general where millennials are placed i think there's just a bigger portion of us right. that are in urban centers compared to um back then back then for, yeah. for our parents yeah. also not not like putting business insider on blast but <laughs> <laughs> no. you guys so. no i just i just yeah. wanted to see i just wanted to be again precise with what we're talking about so, so we're on the same page yeah so we're on the same page for sure yeah. for sure anyway next point so the next point <laughs> Um, apparently, as millennials, we want more out of work. So, according to a uh, global report survey, 74% of us want a job where we feel like our work actually matters. Uh, I see it. Yeah. I know people who has the same uh, right. sentiment. That it's like, um, I don't feel like I'm making a difference in this mm. work field, in this area. And therefore, I should move on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's a that. Um, I think one of the stereotypes also for millennials is that like we keep jumping ships, and loyalty to one company is such a, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's like a stranger now. Like it yeah. doesn't exist in our culture. Yeah. Which I think is, there's some truth to that for sure. Yeah. But I think it speaks more about the economy and just the opportunities that we're like the risk taking. That we're more willing to uh, jump into, I yeah. think. That's exactly a point that they make. They they say like baby boomers are more likely to stay in their jobs. They value loyalty. They would stay more. Um, Gen Xers would stay in their job for twenty plus years versus millennials. We are happy to move on if we don't feel fulfilled. Like in, a year. Yeah, like within year, two years, we're happy to move on if we don't feel fulfilled. Right, right. right. Um, if we don't feel like we're getting promotional opportunities or even like development opportunities Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. apparently we're very happy to move on from from a company from a job well okay listen i think there's like multiple points to this so first of all i agree right like i agree fully uh on on this and i think it's just there's like multiple points so let me just break it down first of all i think i think it's not that our parents don't want to have fulfilling jobs again right it's about that survival thing where like if they're able to survive like who cares if you know the job fulfills them right so like as long as this makes me feel smarter yeah like no like they at at that point it's just like okay well my company will take care of me they will Mm -hmm. give me pensions like i will be looked after after i retire you know like they have all of that security with work right so obviously if they find a good company they will stay with them for a long long time right regardless if they're doing the same thing for a long time or not versus us who i think because there's more mobility especially with like globalization like you know the job market not only is like immediately within our own town or city but like it's literally like a global market right we have a lot more mobility so then you know we have the opportunity to say you know i want to learn more i want to better myself and if my current job doesn't give me that you know there's other opportunities out there that i could consider Mm -hmm. right it's not just a matter of putting food in the table right right exactly and then also in terms of the whole jobs like loyalty thing like honestly i've had a long time ago i met someone at a networking event and they had very very big issues with millennials and like non-loyal whatever and honestly like i i didn't put them in their place but i really should have because um for someone like our parents right like you know prices uh pri- like john's right it's all about economics prices were very stable back then yeah. right um again inflation wasn't very high like you know most people with a full-time job out of university or college can afford 
a down payment on a fairly like nice house right mm -hmm. um obviously since then inflation has just gone through the roof and then right now like it's very rare for someone who just came out of college with an entry-level job to put a down payment on like even a parking space yes. right, right, right. right let's be real right and then so you know a lot of the times it's about like okay well like i also want a home i also want these mm -hmm. these things that you know right now is just with the positions that i'm at with the limited opportunities i'm getting right. i cannot afford mm -hmm. right and then so with a lot of company policies as well and i don't know if everyone knows this but if you stay within a one company and you get even if you get promoted to like a next tier or whatever you get a percentage raise Right. So it's right. very difficult for them to say like, hey, you know, even though uh, usually at market at this level of work, you get paid, let's just say like $80,000 um, because your previous position was only at $50,000. And we know you upscaled. I know you went to school. I know you had all these expenses, but our company policy is that the maximum raise we can give you is 10 or 15%. So therefore, instead of paying you $80,000, we're going to give you $65,000. And that is company policy. And there's nothing we can do about it. Mm. That happens more often than you think. Yes. Right. And then so if I'm able to go to literally a different company at the same level of work and get paid $80,000 at market, mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I do it? Yeah. Right, exactly. right. Like I don't care if you don't give me pension. I'm making twenty. Like I'm making like an additional fifteen thousand dollars a year. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That can be my pension. I don't care about. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. care about the pen. Like the teeny yeah. tiny pension you're paying me. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. I think economics plays into it because, in our parents' age, there were a lot of what we called golden parachutes. Right. Yeah. They can retire and be set for the rest of for their life. life. Yeah. Versus now. I would say most, if not all companies have changed all their pension plans. Oh, yeah. You don't get defined benefits any, anymore. You get defined contributions. So when you had defined benefits, you knew what you were getting right, when you right, retired. Right. Defined contribution is we now, instead of giving you for sure what you were going to get when you retire, we're going to take a set amount out of your pay to pay into it. And then you get a percentage when you retire. That's not the same level of stability. So because we're not getting even the same kind of benefits as our parents did mm -hmm. that's why we're more willing to jump to the next job that pays more and gives us more so i think economics is a big part of that yeah like, and like how the work culture has changed mm -hmm. how the workplace has changed every, everything pays into, and this is why you always negotiate your or your starting salary yes. so whoever's listening who's starting a new job you always negotiate because the lower your starting salary is if you plan to stay at that job for even if it's like two years yeah. you overall will earn less in your lifetime right wow. right right right, okay. right so and that that is like one of the biggest things i like i took away from one of my mentors who has been you know talking to me about this mm -hmm. yeah you always always negotiate yeah, and, yeah. and one of the points you actually touched on was one of the next points that they, oh, okay, they, okay. they listed let's go let's go <laughs> we actually as millennials we have less money than our parents and therefore we are slower to buy homes and um there's there's a organization out there called Generation Squeeze. Basically, mm. they stemmed out of a UBC research project that talked about, you know, why why does why why is it that millennials are having such a difficult time? And in the research it shows that in our parents' generation, they needed to work full-time for 5 years to save 20% down payment for a home versus today, on average, it takes millennials or any generation after that 14 years of full-time work in Canada. Literally tripled the time. Tripled. And then if you're in GTA, you need to save up 24 years full-time work to make a 20% down payment. Good Lord. And if you're yeah. in Vancouver, you need to work 28 years to, to save the same amount of money for a down payment. It's mm. insane. It's insane. It's it, this is this is why like we we struggle and it's it's not that we don't want homes it's not that we don't want to build families we literally cannot afford it. And it's true. And it's just it's just how the market is, right? Like yeah. you know, with with popular cities like Toronto, like with popular cities like Vancouver, it's just it is what it is, right? We can't we can't really you know curb the market, right? Oh, I think yeah, some yeah. of us are lucky enough to you know land ourselves into positions of. Um, like you know with our parents help maybe or even with our own salaries we can put something together mm -hmm. right but not everyone's in the same that boat. has that flexibility yeah right? no it's like yeah. super super difficult true right and then so like it, and honestly it just has to do with i guess <laughs> because of the internet right and because you <laughs> know it is and because of globalization it's just like the yeah, amount yeah. of people that have access to things that yeah. used to just be for you 
just like it infinitely expanded. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I guess just live in Nunavut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Right. Yeah. North Atlanta. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, but I think you know what, like that's our struggle, right? Yes. And then like I think w- while our parents don't struggle with that and we struggle with this, like I can only imagine again the younger generation coming up to have to kind of fight with this even more, right? Yeah, because I right. think while we are kind of like, oh god, like we are competing with foreign buyers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like the younger generations, if there's no policies in place to kind of stop this from like mm-hmm. exploding, yeah. <laughs> like out of control, I think they are gonna have even a harder time. And so a lot of actually my my younger friends who are you know maybe still in university or just just got out of university like they just they've completely given up on the idea of owning a home they're right. just like you know what i'm just gonna rent for the rest of my life and it's fine yeah and you know it is fine but when i asked them why they're just like yeah it's just too expensive there's no way like i want to live in this particular city mm-hmm. right i don't want to live in you know a farm town <laughs> right because like you know if, if they wanted to they could move out of toronto and like right. afford a home yeah yeah they couldn't afford a home but they're like no like my work is here my life is here my friends are here my family's here if i want to stay here you know renting is my only option right and then so they don't really give this a second thought I think that's the thing like we're we're that in-between generation where our parents ideals and what they grew up with is get a job buy a house get married have kids so we kind of had that residual idea but then at the same time we are contending with this struggle of not being able to afford it not being able to actually do it and then our next generation because they already saw all of this they are already content with the idea of not owning a home so we are struggling pulling sides between like wanting what our parents have told us you should do versus Mm. what we can actually do and the next generation have the benefit of seeing all of our failures (laughs) and they're like actually you know what i don't want i don't want to be as stressed as you are i i just won't own a home it's fine because like i don't know like um again this is like i think i feel like controversial opinions oh yeah because um a lot of people are like you know what this is not right you know we should be putting uh more regulations in place etc etc but again like we we're literally just like three people sitting in a room just talking about (laughs) our experience um and you know while yeah absolutely governments can do a lot about this um or they choose not to whatever um that's really not for us moral of the story yeah to make a moral of this episode is that woe is millennials woe is millennials millennials. yo uh our uh title for this uh, episode done (laughs) yeah oh there we go decided woe are millennials yeah if we were to sum up everything that we've talked about so far addy well what have we figured out I think what our the the synopsis would be is we, we have very different struggles and mindsets than our parents. Um, just you know, I think one of the the themes is like our parents were very focused on survival. Survival. You know, do what you need to do to survive. Mm-hmm. And then because we have the privilege of not need to stress about that, we act very differently from our parents. And while we have struggles and like the economy has bursted, I would say in a way, mm-hmm. um, we need to come to terms with that and live through that. And right, then right, for right. the next generation, they have the benefit of seeing all the failures that, <laughs> that all previous generations have uh, experienced and they get to decide for themselves whether or not they want to, they, do they want to have the same level of stress as us or do they want to do something different? And I, I think that's kind of what we've seen so far so i'm hearing the more of the story is that like you know change is a constant right and so we shouldn't be measuring kind of our experiences with maybe like the experiences of another generation because they have fundamentally lived through something different than we did true true just be more appreciative of uh you know each generation's hardships and uh clearly we had different problems (laughs) and uh so we should be nicer to older folks. Older folks should be nicer to us. Uh, Zoomers should stop eating Tide Pods. And, uh, yeah, and then we will all... have world peace. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Hold hands. Kumbaya. Irao, Kumbaya. And uh, live happily ever after. That is the moral of this episode. Amazing. We yeah. definitely could have gone longer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, there's so much more we could have talked about if we wanted yeah. to. Um, just as like an ending note, um, Belgian Moon, by the way, if you're, if you're listening, um, we love your beer. Mango, we all, oh, man. Right. Amazing. So do I. Don't forget what I said at the beginning. It was, uh, the beer is amazing. Yeah, the, the beer is great. I mean, if we're contractually yeah. signed to, to say that, 
I have no problem saying no this. Problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. So if you if you want to sponsor us, we are uh, Adeline. We are Beer Talks TO. So you can find us on Instagram and TikTok. It's B-E-E-R-S-T-A-L-K. <laughs> no, no, I messed up already. Oh, no. Beer Stocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, let me do this again. Are you done your beer? Okay, we're going to edit this, okay? So... <laughs> Find I'm us not, on not social <laughs> on Instagram and TikTok. It's B E E R T A L K S T O. Beer Talks T O. DM us, leave a comment. Holla. CL us, comment, yep. like, and subscribe. CL us. We'd like to hear from everybody. Hopefully, we will try to be as interactive as possible. Next week, our next episode is just a little sneak peek, would be a kind of. More of a discussion of the people who are very well aware of the future generations. Oh, wow. What does that mean? Not to be enigmatic enigmatic about it, but uh, we are going to talk to Santa Claus. So, (laughs) the the good and naughty list, right? That's right. Yeah, we're just going to know about that stuff. Uh, In any case, Belgian Moon, hit us up. Mango wheat for. Delicious. It's pretty good, Uh, very fruity. Everybody, all generations, just be nice to each other. Have peace. Have peace. I'm so red. If peace, you guys want to love. see how I look after one beer, you'll find us on our socials. Right. I'll, I'll post a picture of how red I am. I'm so red right now. <laughs> True. We'll end it here. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks, Eddie. Thanks, Dan. Uh, thanks, John. We'll, thanks, John. We'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.